Hello, I'm Swagata. Hi, I'm Sukanya and welcome to the Mogul Science Podcast. A podcast where we dissect the complexities of life and this planet through our personal experiences. We'll be discussing science, adulthood and so many other things which we find very interesting and we hope that you find interesting as well and we are very excited for it. Okay, so this being the first episode, let's start with uh, who we are and what we are doing. So, Swagata, why don't we start from your expertise? Uh, so, yeah, I'll try in very non-technical terms. So, I'm doing my PhD in the Department of Urbanism. So, what we basically do is we study the relation of people with their built environment. So, I have a background as an architect and I did my master's in urbanism. And my uh, research is basically focused on flood resilience in a river valley, which is back home. So both of us belong to the same city. We have the same hometown, which we'll get uh, into later in some other episode. But what I'm basically doing is uh, I'm working in this river valley, which floods every year and embankments are bridged every year. So in a region where fixing uh, things on the ground have reached its limits, Uh, I'm looking for alternate solutions to flooding. And what my research actually does is look into the very traditional landscapes, these river and landscapes, and the communities which live along the river, and the kind of cultural practices they have of cohabiting with the river. So a kind of synergy with the river. So in a way, I'm trying to find ways to integrate these um, uh, traditional and indigenous knowledge with scientific knowledge. Uh, this uh, regarding these communities and these forms of knowledge as primitive, but in fact, I treat them as these uh, a kind of repository of knowledge, uh, which can guide us towards a different kind of design and planning. And mm-hmm. so basically what I try to do is I work in the medium of graphics and cartography. I make maps for a living. <laughs> but yeah, like think of it like a kind of cartography, which is based on local knowledge and not Uh, commissioned by the state because most of the maps that you see are uh, either revenue maps or commissioned by the state. So they have a very specific kind of function. So through these kind of uh, local maps, I try to bring out a different kind of knowing the river, a different side of history. And in this sense, these uh, river communities, they are really the climate migrants. So because they are at this very threshold of uh, climate change, And also they contribute uh, the very least to climate change, but they bear the most impact of it. So in a way, I look towards them for potential lessons on how not to do things and how we have and avoiding the mistakes that the rest of the world is making, which is uh, accelerating climate change. So, yeah, that is in very simple terms what I'm trying (laughs) to achieve. What about you? I think your PhD topic is very interesting. No, I'm in a department of civil engineering. I and I have no background in engineering whatsoever. So my background is basically I did my bachelor's in chemistry and my master's in geoinformatics. So here I think there is a common, uh, you know, thread between you and me because I also make maps in terms of my education. I uh, learned about the science behind climate change when I was doing my master's. Now I'm doing my PhD in civil engineering where I am looking into the climate change impacts on wastewater treatment plants. So what 
it is basically is that now both my backgrounds have come together because I'm dealing with uh, wastewater characteristics, which basically links with the chemistry background. And I'm looking into climate change impacts, which obviously links with my master's background. But now uh, what happens is that in Ireland, uh, mostly all the wastewater treatment plants are combined wastewater treatment plants, which means that when it rains very heavily, stormwater and the wastewater, they come together and they enter the wastewater treatment plant to be treated. Because of the changing climate, there are more, you know, intensified uh, extreme events, a more intensified or a very like a 30 mm rainfall pattern would be more visible nowadays than before. So what happens is that when this combined uh, stormwater and wastewater come into the wastewater treatment plants, it gets, treatment plant gets overwhelmed with the combined, uh, you know, amount of water that comes into that, like it overflows and without being treated, it gets released into the environment, which is very harmful for the river river systems. So what I do is that I look into all these climate models and try to predict in future, how would that look like if uh, things continue as it is. And with the existing climate models, which are there, I try to model the amount of wastewater that would be generated so that the wastewater managers if you say in completely uh, like layman's language they would find a way to adapt to the changing climate and they could make climate resilient infrastructure in the process you know so my way is to suggest and give them recommendations based on my what my model finds out so that is where uh, I think uh, my PhD is yeah both of us being PhD students and I I think, Swagata, you would agree to this. We both are victims of imposter syndrome. I feel that all PhD students have imposter syndrome because we feel that, you know, we are not very confident of our own findings because it is very recent. I'd like to take an example of that movie. Uh, it's called uh, Don't Look Up, uh, starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and... Uh, What's her name? Meryl <laughs> Streep. Oh, she was amazing in that. Thank you, Lawrence. Oh, I'm such a big fan of all the star cast, actually. Analogy to in this film, uh, although they showed comet, is basically to climate change because this is the next urgent thing is going to, you know, impact our lives. And we are here to, that's why, decode the science and to make it more relevant in our day-to-day -day lives and to, and uh, so that people don't get overwhelmed by the science of it, but actually get more aware of their impacts and their actions, you know? So the more we know about climate change and sustainability, the more we doubt ourselves. So this episode is an urge to start talking about it, uh, even though it's in a, it's in an imperfect way. Yeah, I feel like as uh, people working with climate change data, we have all the, in some way or the other, been uh, misunderstood and told that we talk too much about it. Very depressing and we are bringing down the tone of the room and I, <laughs> we have dealt with it. But I think it's um, the more you know about something also, uh, the more you realize how much you don't know. And uh, yeah. it's the same with climate change. And I think that's where our imposter syndrome comes in when you realize that uh, you are researching something and then a whole new world opens up and then you become yeah. very, uh, you are not confident. But I think like it's very important and that's why um, we also wanted to have this kind of platform to this podcast that 
even though it's not fully we don't know everything about it we are not 100% sure it's about knowing a little more every day and kind of like getting better and knowing some more and i like this kind of stoic philosophy of uh, not trying to compete with anyone but getting 1% better every day i think that's brilliant and fantastic and it's i see sustainability or this climate change you know in a very similar way where it's not very perfect we don't know the science everything yet there is a kind of eagerness no more about it yeah in that respect i feel it's more important this eagerness to learn more rather than showing that you know everything about it or even saying that as scientists we have the answers to it yeah yeah i agree and what you said about uh, you know not competing with anyone and getting one person better i feel like it's it's a work in progress really sustainability is a gray area because it is very relative you know airplanes and flights they they do emit a lot of carbon uh, into the atmosphere but we still take flights i am in ireland you are in belgium but in case we need to go back home we have to book a flight and if it's an urgent issue definite you cannot say that oh i'm flying back home i'm unsustainable oh what should i do you you cannot compare that action as an un- like although it is unsustainable but you would still do it so i feel like sustainability it is a very gray area it's a spectrum really and it's not just black and white that oh this is right this is wrong it is not everything has a carbon emission even we breathing so we are emitting carbon as well people should be more aware and uh, about what this what actually sustainability means uh, relating it to your everyday habits i was just thinking about like when you are talking about making sustainable choices we really live in a consumerist society you know and it is actually so difficult to make sustainable choices because this whole value system that we have created this it places such a high value on owning things so in this mm-hmm. consumer society there is there may not be a better measure of how a person feels it's really based on what you buy or the your self worth is really based on things that you own things that you buy and we have built it up in such a way that making sustainable choices has become so difficult in this society so i think first of all you have to understand it it's also as you said taking the flight or it's about conveniences you cannot just say that i will be 100% sustainable and not do any yeah. unsustainable thing because that's not possible maybe it was possible 100 years before yeah it is not easy and then it really pushes you to make unsustainable choices i think in that respect like really understanding what choices you have how you are going to make a way for sustainable choices and making mistakes along the way i think that thing is so underrated making mistakes is allowed because i have supported brands i have bought from brands i'm still buying from brands that are very unsustainable there are uh, brands who are currently trying to be politically correct and they do a lot of these uh, fake greenwashing yeah going just because they are putting something on twitter or social media as a marketing campaign doesn't mean they are green a company could be called eco the name of the company could be eco and it might yeah. was unsustainable so that's how the modern uh, like consumer society works for my phd you know we have to read a lot of books i have a lot of books on urbanism and urbanism books are really expensive yeah <laughs> you don't get them like everywhere they are very specific sellers or publishers that you get it from so i many times i turn to amazon i 
don't support the big corporate i don't know yeah. uh, support how they how the system functions and how they are killing small businesses i try to buy from small businesses but most of the time they don't have the books i need and many times i'm writing a paper i need the book so i cannot mm-hmm. wait like two months and now uh, many of my books come from uk with brexit i have to pay additional taxes and amazon yeah. makes it the cheapest so many times i buy from amazon that doesn't i, I used to feel a lot guilty about it but now you know mm-hmm. you have to understand that society is built up it makes it much more difficult they are pushing unsustainable choices on you so i think what i'm trying to say is you are still allowed to do it you are still allowed to make yeah. it but just know about it and be yeah. conscious about it and then when another option comes about try to shift to it yeah there should be some freedom to make mistakes because uh, not everybody could afford you know sustainable brands but what we do is that we we try to make it last longer i think making it last longer is so important in the simplest way possible sustainability sustainable is something that you can use it for a long long term in the long run it is there with you and that is sustainable you know it's not that black and white really but you can still like if it if i try to define it in the simplest way possible so in order to do that i think there should be freedom to make mistakes and uh, let's just do away with the judgment of not being sustainable but you should know and you should be aware of the process of how everything works and what is your action uh, you know in the long run how is it impacting and that would only happen when you start asking questions you know even though if it makes you uncomfortable yeah definitely this this judgment of having to be sustainable all the time i'm oh my god it's it's killing i i hate it it's like if i'm talking about climate change and sustainability that means like it's you are under scrutiny yeah yeah with social media when your lives are constantly on display you are just living this fake life of being sustainable just for sure and it has to stop somewhere you know and this freedom of to make mistakes this freedom you get to choose what works for you like i will choose the brands that works for me maybe they are less sustainable than the ones you are using but for me it works with my priorities it works with my price range and you know unless you go through all the mistakes you can never figure it out and you'll always yeah. have someone else telling you on social media on what items to buy and what sustainable items and I, that's a big scam you know people pushing sustainable items on you when you already have you already have 10 of them like really think for yourself on what sustainability means for you and for me like the entire adult life was really knowing what what i want and figuring out your value system and it doesn't have to be politically correct or it doesn't have to align by what is in trend at the moment you know it's yeah. i just feel like like you and me we are doing the best we can and it's yeah. it's just about that we are um, i'm not going to uh, tell you that oh i saw a picture of you with a straw but on social media you are saying to be sustainable you know i mean yeah true i mean it's just doing the best we can and if we make mistakes i mean that's fine just what what yeah. works for you and learn from it i think it's it's a lot of rethinking things and uh, that we are things that we are taught to believe or confirm to and when you said i have seen you in a, uh, using a plastic straw in the photo and you are claiming to be sustainable it is so common like i have a set of spoon and a fork and a knife that i uh, 
you know, a steel ones that I do carry with myself thing and I do carry. But sometimes I forget. Does it mean that when I forget things that obviously I take the plastic spoon or the plastic fork that I am doing the best I can. And to be honest, I think plastics also can be used very sustainably. And I think you would agree because coming from uh, Indian middle class backgrounds, we have, I think we have all come across that stage where we used to, plastic was treated as gold, you know, because we used to save plastics under our mattresses because we didn't have access to much plastics. And we know how useful it can be, you know, it's waterproof. So even though you have plastic bags, you can use it sustainably as well. I think that is something that we should all think about because we are very quick to judge others whether you're vegan, non-vegan, whether you're, you know, doing things. Yeah, I think uh, it's also because for us, it's very personal because we work a lot with climate change. We know the raw data because of our research. Uh, it's in some way or the other, it's related to climate change. So we really know the everyday impacts of it. And we talk a lot about it. Sometimes yeah. very very annoying to people and but i feel like the more you think about it the more you feel responsible with our actions and you start rethinking everything and even to the smallest things like composting and recycling so i think like even when you are talking about letting go of the judgments it's also about like if people are talking about it that's fine i mean you know you have to yeah. stop judging people who are talking about it if you are if you don't want to be involved that is really fine and maybe you haven't felt about it and of course these things are hard it's about when you are saying about taking responsibility it's not a very easy ride in the park mm -hmm. yeah exactly so so agree with you give an example again here and i think like from as we said the main aim of this podcast is to draw inferences from our personal you know lives uh, recently like I was home and my mom she has always been doing things sustainably and she uh, the garbage collector back home my mom used to always separate it out and give them the, those you know garbage garbage cans but they compile all the garbage all the different garbage that she segregated before into the same one and they just discarded in the landfill. When she came to know about it, it was very shocking for her because she was like, oh, but I do separate it out. Like, how does that happen? In Guwahati, maybe there is no scope until now, but you you should be aware of what you are doing. So what she, she really thought hard about it. And I also encouraged her to take some composting classes. And she did take some composting classes. And now she has full supply of compost. Like every, so she started when I was at home. So now she has like, three or four big buckets of compost, which is like, you know, turning food waste into gold. And that's what we are using in our garden. And she's, she can even sell it because she has so much supply of compost now and she's so happy about it. So it's just that she was still sustainable, but she became more aware of what was happening around her. What you need is that intent and the intent is to keep learning, right? Definitely, definitely. Like, how we as humans are impacting the planet by our individual small habits. And uh, I cannot tell everyone to be responsible. They will have to learn it on their, on their own, you know. Wanted to share our intent to learn more about this everyday impacts of climate change. And this podcast is a journey where we hope others would also connect with us and rethink about their own actions. 
Yeah, definitely. Like for me, like the most important takeaway from this discussion is, of course, like responsibility, not just, uh, as you said, responsibility for our own actions, but even what we are doing to the world, because they are so they are so interconnected. And I think it's like a matter of everyone taking responsibility, even uh, in climate change and most importantly, accountability. And for years, we have been really evading this responsibility. Everyone uh, putting blame on someone else, being policies are being made, policymakers put it on someone else, and then implementation gets somewhere yeah. else. So it's all a very um, like a web of no one taking accountability and just showing that we are uh, doing something just for the sake of doing something. You have the Paris conference and you promised yeah. that you would do something, but then the next time it comes and then you just put it on something because of that we couldn't complete it but it's just making a lot of false promises so i think it's yeah. a matter of questioning your leaders taking responsibility for your own actions and we had a lot of discussions about it where we had some disagreements about if uh, every action like small action of our matters you know and yeah yeah i remember you always say like every matter action matters and I'm a little skeptical about it and I'm always of the view that if big companies are having much more impact mm -hmm. but how is my small action relating to it so now I'm kind of somewhere in between where I believe yeah. that every action does matter but then you also have to question the bigger generators of fossil fuel or uh, contributors of uh, climate change so and because yeah. we have already kind of made a shitty place in the last few generations mm -hmm. It has to stop some way, you know, Somewhere, you cannot yeah. continue that way. And you cannot at this point, you cannot be immune to it. And yeah, I, I really feel very, very personally about it. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, both of these things are not mutually exclusive, you know. And uh, this podcast is basically um, to just connect with like-minded people so that collectively we make a bigger impact. Because we we have worked very hard from for this podcast, and uh, I'm so, so happy that we are finally doing a first episode. But we could feel a lot of different responses from different people. Yeah. <laughs> we talk a lot about climate change and sustainability, and this might uh, make people annoyed and uncomfortable because it's out of their comfort zone. And we almost felt that with this podcast as well, because now oh now they're doing a podcast to make people uncomfortable about things you know we generally avoid to talk about but on the other hand on the positive side we also felt that a lot of people they, they could connect with this ideology they could connect with this idea and they encouraged us really and we are so so grateful and if you are listening to this episode we are we just would like to say that we are very very grateful that you you know took us some time from your busy schedule uh, which shows great intent yeah yeah definitely anyone listening thank you so much much uh we in fact actually we had such a fantastic time recording this but i think this episode has gone uh, long enough and we should end before we sound more preaching <laughs> <laughs> yeah but maybe before ending we should talk briefly uh why we decided to name this podcast such this being uh the first episode so yeah why is our podcast named muggle science so as you can imagine uh, we are both uh, huge Harry Potter fans. And apart from that, we both love word twists and puns. 
We have been talking about this podcast for a long time and both of us are very passionate about science communication and we really, really believe that it should be accessible to all Yeah. Um, to be a scientific wizard to understand these things. And you actually don't have to because uh, it's related so much to everyday life. Yeah. Uh, we want to make it clear that we don't feel that we are educating or lecturing anyone or we are not doing something great by owning up to our actions or the shit that we have done into this planet. So really, like there is no moral high ground and we are in no position to do that. In the spirit of keeping things light and fun, we wanted to uh, bring light to how our small actions matter. So that is why we say it's muggle science, because it's about science about the humans and the planets and we wanted to have like a lighter tone to these climate change discussions yeah yeah and uh, this episode uh, is i solemnly swear that i'm up to no good uh, that is obviously again harry potter but uh, the aim of this episode is that do not be afraid to make mistakes. I mean, from mistakes you learn. Yeah, and it's also like uh, we are up to no good because we are steering <laughs> things up. We are going to make people more uncomfortable because really steering <laughs> things up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think we should wrap up, wrap up now. So I hope you had as much fun tuning in as we have making this episode. So I guess we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.